0: episode 34 is on deck welcome to the DMW podcast that's freaking wrestling matt here Rhodesia here ishan here the triple threat the best kept secret in wrestling podcast back live in your ear holes on your tv if you're watching on youtube i'm gonna get the plugs out first usually i do the plugs at the end of the podcast nope we're getting them bad boys out Right now, before we get started, YouTube, full episodes, usually hit on Saturday or Sunday. That's that's freaking wrestling. Check us out there. Check us out on Twitter if you have not already. That's that's FnW and read something earlier today that talks about the best way to get an organic fan base is word of mouth. If you guys are listening, tell your folks about it, tell your friends about it, tell your family members about it. Let them know about that's freaking wrestling. Ishan Rhodesia, how you guys doing today?
1: I am doing so wonderful. Ready to talk some wrestling.
2: You know what, guys? I can't believe it's 2023, and we're still talking about COVID. Because I'm pretty sure I have it right now, and I don't love it. But hey, I'm here with friends. We're talking about wrestling. And so that's going to get me through the weekend.
0: Aeshawn had a guys? fantastic wedding anniversary weekend. You guys heard the podcast last week. We got it in. Come back to COVID, right? Got it all the way Jeez, in. Peace, old piece. Well, I hope you guys are feeling all good. COVID is a nasty thing. We know that. I'll tell you something else that's nasty. Is the results of our poll that I put up a couple of days ago surrounding the draft results. You guys heard it. We did a live draft last week on the podcast and looking at these results. Looks like the fans were on my side. 60% who had uh, the on. best draft came to myself. Rhodesia, you were at 20%. Eshan, you were at 20%. So the good thing was there was no full loser. It was just like second place. You guys are tied for second place, but I more than doubled your guys' score or your, your draft. So thank you guys for having some fun with me last week, giving me all the good people, even though I picked third, not first, not second, but third last week. And look at those results. Do you guys have anything to say for your, uh, your rosters that you guys picked?
1: No, I don't want to piss off the fans, but I, nope, I ain't going to do it. You try to bait me right there. <laughs> but how dare y'all go against my lineup? I, was, I had the best lineup that was up there. Just from the Tribal Chief alone. I had the bloodline.
0: even close. No,
1: that's that's all the way it. Not I had Oscar. I had Rhea Ripley. Come on now. Okay. Whatever.
0: i mm-hmm. I'm over it. I had Bianca Belair. I had Seth Rollins. You did. I had Okay. Bailey. I had LA Knight. I, did. I had
1: Becky. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all got to straight up hate. Y'all was just some straight up hate. Y'all got to do better that's people. All it is. All that wow.
0: hating. Looks what happened. The first time, some doesn't go y'all way. Y'all turn heel and everybody. Well, I love all you guys. Even the people <laughs> who didn't vote for me. Even the people that had horrible taste in rosters. I so you just them. went heel too. Thank you guys for uh for, for rocking. No, not really. Uh ah, overall mm. thoughts, guys. So we had uh, the draft. Of course, started last Friday on SmackDown. Ended Monday night after Monday Night Raw. Give it to me. What was your guys' overall thoughts about this year's drafts?
1: I'm going to just say just kind of indifferent. I actually was more hyped going into the draft than actually watching the two nights of the draft. So I am excited about where everybody went. I was excited that they had that NXT um, feed there, too, showing like who caught up. And, of course, we'll talk about um, Waller's going crazy at the end when he got drafted. But... I like how, how everybody was split up. I thought it was pretty much fair. I, at this point, don't really know what's going to be the stronger show. We'll see how that turns out. Of course, Raw has way more people, but we'll see.
2: You know, I was, I, I'm still in a WrestleMania hangover. You know, I, I didn't really think that the draft was that great, but Congrats. it wasn't that bad. Um, I'm hoping we get a, uh, some fresh matches, but a couple of things – that I noticed about this draft that kind of didn't sit well with me is Dolph Ziggler. I mean, you know what? I'm sure he's had a fabulous career. He's made probably a lot of money, <laughs> you know, but just as a, a person who I thought this guy was going to be the next Shawn Michael, just to see where he's at. He's a free agent with no direction, no storyline coming up. Like, I just, I just, I would love to sit and talk to, to him and see, hey, how do you feel like your career has gone so far? Is it just about the money? You know he's had a couple of titles, but he he should have been one of the greats. I would love to see him in a different you know promotion with a fresh set of eyes. Um, you know maybe in the Impact or even the AEW could they need some better leadership. Um, but what about you guys? Is there anybody that kind of changed uh, brands that you think is really going to take off or do something with?
0: Hmm. Anybody that changed brands, I think, or well. Uh yes and no. Um and I say that because <sighs> when I looked at I looked at the rosters today earlier today to make sure that I saw mm-hmm. everybody. And when I thought about like what I was really excited to see on chart on uh Smackdown it is absolutely Bianca and Charlotte for sure. You know, I I didn't think we were going to get that until WrestleMania. We maybe we still don't, but I don't know how you hold that off for almost a year with them being on the same brand. And then on SmackDown or raw, it was two that I saw one was uh, Cody and Gunther. I think that's going to be a fantastic feud match. The other, and they actually haven't wrestled since October, 2020 is Seth and drew. (laughs) Now that drew's on raw. Wow. And I think that Drew is going to be a fantastic heel on Raw. I was looking at, when I was looking at these, um, the rosters, I don't see how you have him as a face. Raw is like 90% face in in that top category roster wise. Um, let me pull it up really quick. I was looking at it earlier, but... To your point, Ian e Rhodesia, I thought I thought it was cool. Like overall, I was like, okay. It was cool. Uh, I did think they did a nice job of moving pieces around for it to feel fresh, you know, going forward. But uh, well, you guys brought up the free agent piece. We'll talk about that in a second. I, I think that was a massive miss. Yeah, I'm um, still so kind of confused on that. Here we go. So it just
1: pretty much tells me that they don't have a job.
0: This is the top. Or what I'm going to assume they're going to think is the top of Raw. Cody Rhodes. Gunther. Matt Riddle. So we got two faces so far. Drew McIntyre, as of right now, is a face. I don't think so. You have Miz. Then you go Shinsuke, who's a face. You go uh, Seth Rollins, who's a face. You go KO, who's a face. You go Sami Zayn, who's a face. Judgment Day, they're heels. Okay. New Day, faces. Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman, face. Ricochet face. Bronson, that is who D.I. I Hill. think they're looking at as like their top. Who?
1: Bronson. I think. I think oh, B- Bronson's going to get a push. I think he's going to get a huge push.
2: Well, Bronson's oh, already killed. Yeah, hey, but you know healed. what, Matt? Uh, we we have we we're thinking like that. I also thought that because uh, there's a lot of speculation. It's us to Booty about uh, Drew and his contract status. You know, I think he mm-hmm. removed a lot of the WWE references from Twitter and his social media. Um, but he's still definitely on the contract, you know, right? And I would like to see him get it pushed. And I thought maybe him being pushed as the next, you know, world heavyweight champion might be in his future, right? Because we didn't talk about him when we were kind of predicting that, right? We did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see a heel, Drew, because a lot of people, including, uh, you know, us, we thought that he probably should have. Or could have beaten uh, Uh, Roman Reigns at the Mm -hmm. Clash of the Castle, right? This might be his makeup time to get
0: where he needs to be. He's been on the back burner for a while. And think about, it'll it'll be a little bit of revisionist history because it's like, why didn't you bring this up in October, November, or December? But think about the story he can tell. It was all set up for me in my home country, solo, interfered, and I got no rematch, nothing. I got thrown to the side. Like, he could really lean into... Absolutely. being healed and having a great story to tell, which I think would be good. And that, that's kind of how I came up with him and Seth. I still think Seth is probably the one that's going to win the title. And then you can going to have Drew come in and act like he's going to congratulate him and then heal him, which I think, you know, that'd be some, some good stuff. But you guys are talking about like just your thoughts overall with the draft. And what I really thought was a missed opportunity was like the presentation. So this free agent thing Come on, guys. Hey, I I get you want to leave some room to put people where, hey, they can probably be maximized either on Raw or SmackDown, but for Brock to be a free agent, and it's allegedly because he negotiated his free agency, and then Omos is a free agent, and it's because MVP negotiated his free agency, but then you have somebody like, you just brought up Dolph Ziggler. Did he did he negotiate his free agency? No. Or so, no. like so that's what. What's the storyline? Why wouldn't Paul Heyman negotiate Roman Reigns to be a free agent? What sense does that make that he's stuck, quote unquote, on SmackDown? But then there's free agents that can go wherever they want to. It, it that didn't make sense. The other part that I thought was a really big miss. Who the hell were making these picks? Like there's only one person who was an authority figure on WWE TV. That's Adam Pierce. So was he in the back picking for Ron Smackdown? Was it supposed to be the USA network and Fox picking like who was it? And why? I I thought that was a pretty big missed opportunity. Um, I got a couple other missed opportunities, but what what, what did you guys think about just just those pieces?
1: I thought that was pretty lazy. But when you were saying about Omas and um, Brock, in my head, I would call them the unrestricted free agents. The other ones are restricted free agents. (laughs) 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 Uh, One one quick thing, though, before we keep harping on um, some opportunities here. I am super, super happy that Pretty Deadly was caught up in that whole video package they showed about them not... Um, they didn't bury, bury us or drop us. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what they do. I just hope that it's not going to be like a mid card B rate. I mean, everyone can be a, you know, the top wrestler of the company. I get that, but I just really hope they do them well because I really like pretty deadly.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that I don't know if we're going to get into it when, what order, as far as people we think are going to stand out, but definitely pretty deadly and Grayson Waller are two standouts from NXT. And one thing I like about them is that they know who they are. Mm-hmm. They are true characters that understand their character. Right. And I think that's why they kind of um also chase chase you guys, those are people who understand who they are, they understand their character, and they're gonna bring that to a larger um brand. I think that's gonna be amazing. But going back to the free agent piece, you know, for me, you know, you look at a Mustafa Ali, a Dolph Ziggler. I think that's just lazy because they can do, they can go on SmackDown and they can go on Raw and do a job. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's what it, that's what it is. We need somebody to take the pen. You think about Shelton Benjamin, Cedric, I keep wanting to call him Cedric Entertainer for some reason, but Cedric <laughs> said Me too. That's why I stop at Ced so, every like,
1: time. These, these
2: are guys. Oh yeah. It's no, I hate it. Um, but you know, these are guys they can put them anywhere and they can get beat. Right. And it's such a shame because these guys have so much talent, and why not invest in them, put them in some type of a story, um, put them down to NXT if you don't have anything you know for them. Maybe that's in the future for them. Um, But going back to the the GM thing, I didn't think about it. To balance with you, Matt, because they haven't had a uh, what's the guy's name uh, with the glasses? I'm I'm losing my mind. What's his name? Adam Uh, Pierce. Adam Pierce. Scrap Daddy. Scrap Daddy has been a GM on both shows for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. outside of the roster, there's nothing unique about the brands and they haven't done anything to correct that. Nope. So th- that's another thing that that they can, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, if it ever matters. Um, him on both shows is fine. I don't know. If he needs I to mean, he to does a great him. job
0: in his role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's entertaining. He does a great job, but it was just like, okay, who's making these picks, you know? And, and then where you said lazy, I also think it's lazy that they talked about on Friday. The bloodline is Heyman, Roman, Solo. It's solo. Usos are separate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, I said Solo, Roman, and Heyman. They're one, and then yeah, the Usos are by themselves. So, Bloodline gets picked first overall on Raw. And then the Usos get picked to SmackDown on Raw in either the second or the third round. Like, there was nothing to them being separate in the draft. There should have been...
1: Sorry, you said There
0: should have been some sort of, like, Roman is lobbying to get the Usos on SmackDown, or Roman doesn't care where the Usos get picked, but whoever's making these picks for SmackDown still decides to take the Usos. It was just, it was nothing there. Just like it was nothing there with, who was it, Bear Corbin or Austin Theory telling the Prophets a couple weeks ago, like, hey, Tag teams can get split up. Not one tag team got split up. No. Three profits no still got picked together. And I love the profits, but all right, either it's time to crap or get off the pot with Montez. What are we doing? Not saying that he still can't go on a singles run, but I thought this was the perfect time to split them up. Same thing. Even if you would take him by himself and then take Dawkins a couple rounds later, so they're still on the same show, but it's known that hey, they were they were taken separately. I, I thought that was lazy, and I'm just like, okay, well, what are we expecting to get out of get out of this? Um, so overall, I mean, I, I thought it, once again, I thought it was cool. If we look at the rosters, I definitely think SmackDown is the more top-heavy show. I think Raw is probably the better mid-card heavy show for sure. But I do think we're going to get some fresh matchups. And at the end of the day, I guess that's what the draft is all about. Um, is there any body or anything that you saw and you're like, ooh, either that sucks for that person or that sucks for that brand? Who do you think or what do you think was the biggest loser coming out of the draft?
1: Loser? I don't know. I really Baron Corbin
2: like, yeah, well, Baron Corbin. Like, Baron Corbin, like, why can't, like... They, they come up with something for him, right? Another one and, didn't and, get picked and, at all. He didn't get picked at all. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I guess that's the losers would be the free agents, the, the restricted free agents that I mentioned. So that'd be the losers, I'll say. Because we know what kind of role they're gonna put them in. Uh here you go. Go over here to lose. Go over there to lose. Go over there to lose. Go over there to lose.
0: And maybe and that that's probably not fair.
1: But, probably not, I, but it probably I just is think
0: that I think if you look at all the free agents you knew the draft was coming up. You announced the draft almost a month ago. How have you not figured out where you need these people at? So I don't think everybody who's a free agent are now going to be job guys or job girls, but this is the first month since Triple H has taken over where I was like, Hmm, of course, still much, 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 much better than where Vince was the lead creative writer. But This is the first month where I'm like, "Eh, some of this stuff is starting to to make sense. Some of those free agents, we've seen Solo and Riddle now in some form match together, I think, three times? Yeah. That was not a thing starting last July. We did not see rematches like that. So it's just, some of these things are starting to rear its ugly head. Where that blame goes, who knows? Uh, For me, the biggest losers out of the draft was NXT. They lost either 16 or 17, wrestlers a ton and even that even that they lost their women's singles champ and they lost the women's tag champs like could we not have told Shawn michaels a couple weeks ago like hey just so you know we're probably going to pull these people up um but yeah i mean they they lost a nice chunk nxt is typically good with bringing people up you talked about a few weeks ago, though. You thought NXT was doing well because, hey, some of these people now have been seasoned on television for the last year and they're starting to get their legs in Bunderum. 16 or 17 is a lot. So you would think they're going to now bring up that many bodies from the PC. We're kind of going to be back at, I'm not going to say square ones. You still got Melo. You still got Braun, which, hey, how did Braun not get caught up? That was a shocker for me when it comes to surprises. Uh, so, I mean, they still have a nice nucleus of newer but still kind of been around the ropes for a little bit talent. But I think we're getting ready to see a ton of green people on Tuesday nights, which, once again, we know what it is. So it'll be fun to see that many new uh, talents. But uh, that was, for me, like was kind of the biggest loser. Other one that I was not happy with because I think this means that they're slotted. To be a lower mid-card person and they should not be there is Grayson Waller. He wasn't picked until after Monday Night Raw was over. And I just think with that presentation of being picked off of TV, in my eyes, that kind of just tells me where they see him. And I think he is so much more than just a guy that you go out there and have him cut a, a funny promo or, you know, a, a promo dog in the city they're in and then wrestling for a couple minutes. He's got much more potential than that and I'm a little worried that's kind of where they have him at I hope I'm wrong but that's when I saw that Monday night I'm like oh that's not what I want to see
1: I see your point there that it wasn't on television but I'm I I still like their presentation of that but I get your point because why wasn't he good enough to be on TV that actual draft itself but I'm still okay with that because we got that video package out of him
2: Yeah, I don't think it's honestly, I honestly didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, you know, if he wasn't ready or they felt not like he was ready, he he wouldn't have got sent up, right? Because they've caught up quite a few people and they could have set him back down there. Um, but I think he's gonna flourish. Um and as far as NXT, in my opinion, I feel like it's it Sean did his job. He got guys ready for the big brands, right? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that so many people went up there. That's a testament to what the work that he's did down there, right? Because most of this, everyone says this is all shine, um, all his shine, and, and his training and his production and storylines to get these guys ready for the next level. So I think he did his job, and, and that's what NXT was supposed to be for, right? It's supposed to get these guys ready for SmackDown and for Raw. And now we're gonna hit the reset again, which is kind of you know nice if you wanna you know be on the uh, the, the early journey of these guys, you know, going from green to gold. All right. All right? That's what it's for. So now we get to see my girl Lala. Uh what's it Lala? Lola Vice? Lola. Lola. Lola Vice. We get to see her come up, hopefully. Uh
0: so yeah, big things for NXT. What um anything you guys are super excited to see now going forward on Raw or SmackDown with uh where the pieces now have fallen outside of the free well, agents?
1: Well, I mentioned um what I was excited about. It was pretty deadly. Um, but a couple of things I wanted to mention that you two might bring up too, but when Ricochet got drafted and everybody was like, Oh, Oh no, he's leaving his lady. And then she ended up moving over to raw as well. So for me, the winners out of that would be, she gets to still announce Gunther in the Imperium. So for me, I'm really hype about that. That's what I'm really looking forward to.
0: Wow. That may be a low bar. I love me some Samantha. <laughs> but if out of the draft, you were like, mm-hmm. when I'm so much excited to see, it's just continue to hear what I've been hearing on oh, Fridays. Oh,
1: wonderful. Yikes. Yes. Yes. And she does it a lot of times sitting down and she feels it he that hard. Us. Could you imagine? He Could you imagine us. she was tell standing me, up in me the ring and new. she actually like was saying and screaming on the top of her lungs? No, she actually sits there and hits it that hard from sitting down. That's hard. I can give you an but example know, right now if you it, want. Though,
0: numerous times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I can no, give thank you. An example you right can now. Ishan, what you got? Please, help. Help, sir. Well,
2: I've already mentioned earlier, I'm looking to see what Grayson does. Um, like I said, that guy is so entertaining. Um, pretty deadly as well. And also, Cameron Grimes. I, I, I know he's kind of been in the shadows on these brands for a few months now. That's a good one, too. But yeah. now he's officially branded. Um, I would love to see what he does. He's a great wrestler. He has an mm-hmm. awesome personality oozes charisma um i love to see him finally get a fair shot on the main roster because we know he's capable of if you ever watch nxt
0: so neither one of you looked at when the draft was going on or when you looked later on and kind of saw the names and thought to yourself like man i can't wait for roman to wrestle this guy i can't wait for cody to wrestle well, this guy well, or whoever
1: well well so here's my here was the one that i saw on the internet on the twitter they were saying that there was some rumors around him and Kairi, him being Roman and Karrion doing a program later on. Now that would completely make tinkle my tickle my fancy. I would absolutely want to see that, for sure.
0: But I don't know but, if that's true. Yeah, they were on the same brands before, so that could have been possible previously. Yeah. So,
2: and for me, Oof. though, for me, I was I was hoping that Carrion would uh go over to Raw. You know, give uh, a fresh brand, give him an, another reset because it, it wasn't popping for him with SmackDown for some reason. Whatever the reason is, I'm not sure what it was. But as far as fresh matchups, I mean, I was looking at it like, man, who's he going to wrestle? I mean, you got, you know, is a possible um, feud with Bobby Lashley? I don't know if we've ever seen that. I can't Come on for of Roman, one. right? For Roman. Yeah. Um, then I thought about it like a while ago, like, Oh, you know, I would love to see the bloodline versus the hurt business. Man. But you see, the boy is dirty. So, I mean, I don't know, but get
0: maybe not if they're all free agents. Right. Aren't they all besides right, Bobby? That's free a good agents? point. That's true. There you go. P could yeah, bring you, them all over. We could do that throughout the entire summer. That could, that hey, could but be real, an easy summer program.
2: Real quick before we switch gears. Were you guys surprised that uh, Mello and Bron didn't get, get uh, drafted? Shocked Bron for Bron. sure was me. Shocked
1: Bron was for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: About Bron. Yep. And I I wonder what the thought process is. Could just be, that hey, we don't have a, a spot yet for you. We look at you as the next big thing. We don't want to waste you yet. I'm excited I to see Bron with see the new heel character. You know, but that's the only thing that makes sense. Because we talked about it like he was long in the tooth as a face. It's like, all right, it's time for you to go up and for him to not get brought up. But then, you know, they bring up Indy. I mean, just some of the people they brought up. And then I saw uh, what's the big black guy on NXT? Um, Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones. Like, what? <laughs> they, they brought him up, but then some of the other people weren't brought up? I forgot gender got back up with his team yeah, and Beer sure, yeah. and Sanga. They're on what raw. Yeah.
2: Or, yeah. Sure. They're on
0: raw. Yep. But yeah, completely shocked about Bron. So it sounds like overall, we all kind of thought the draft was kind of just there for yeah. the most part. Um, but it's not, it's not a bad thing, so but it it's just that there. is just there. what it is. I do think, and we'll talk about, of course, backlash toward the end of the pod. We'll give our previews and predictions for that. I do think, though, it is absolutely time for the next chapter with Roman and the bloodline. It's time to get Roman back on TV and get this thing moving. They're they're, they're starting to spin their wheels a little bit. We talked about how many times we've seen Solo and Riddle. Uh, Usos lost to KO and Sammy, which I'm fine with. They are now on separate brands. So, they... Both are going in opposite, completely different directions, which is good. We've seen this feud, of course, for a long time. But it's time now to get this bloodline thing moving along a little bit faster than what it has been since WrestleMania. So I'm also excited for that, too, hopefully starting next Friday. We'll see him back. Um, What else in the world of WWE outside of anything related to backlash did you guys want to talk about?
1: That's about it. I know there was some um internet stuff going on about the new lady who debuted on NXT. Um I guess that she's kind of like a, a high flyer to herself or some type of gymnast. Um I don't know her name, so my bad there for not knowing it, but it seemed like she got some energy around her, so that, I guess that's a good thing just talking about NXT. <laughs> you, you, you know seriously. Her up, you you weren't ready. Yeah. Nah, because now
0: I got to do research to find her, her name.
2: Yeah. Her first name's Danny.
1: Danny okay there we go but the cool thing is that when you were mentioning like you clean house <laughs> it's okay cleaning house is cool because we like you said we know what NXT is about you know this is a developmental I actually t- I'm mm-hmm. happy that we're getting like a fresh start all over again so it, I mean they're doing something right down there and I'm okay with that because maybe we do have AEW so we have something that is other than what was Vince back in the day so I'm okay completely okay with starting all over on NXT
0: Who do you think we see first? Do we see Danny first or do we see the other Olympian that signed years ago and he hasn't sniffed TV, but the time he walked around the backstage shaking hands. And I was like, man, that's not a good look for him. Uh, First go around. Who do, who do I you would think is the match first?
2: Miss Danny. I don't even know. You talking about the other guy?
0: <laughs>
1: he's a he's a big uh, swole guy. He's like who?
2: about the, the the brother Olympian. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Olympian. I was about to say Chad Gable. Jeez,
1: <laughs> that's other Gable. Olympian.
2: <laughs>
1: he at WrestleMania. Gable Gables
0: Steven. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. And remember and that they had him uh, months ago, go around and shake hands. I think he was on Raw, and then. Uh Brian, I mean, it was just—it was not a good Uh-oh. first look for him. But I, I said it on I do Twitter, know. and people were like, "Hey, give him time; it'll be okay." And then it looks like—I don't know if he's not grasping it or what—but he wasn't even drafted this go around. Well, he, he was w- drafted last year on Raw and never wrestled a match.
2: No, his brother's doing his thing though. He has a
0: lot of personality. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so what else? What else? WWE related.
1: That is about it for me right now. Before we get into backlash, so
2: Dominic on Raw was having a field day, y'all. Let's
0: keep it going, boy. (laughs) Heat magnet, Mm. heat magnet. It's working, and like for me, what's just so impressive is. He's doing that, and he's already lost the main match in his feud. He lost his dad already at WrestleMania. And typically, when you have that match, and it wasn't a blow-off because they're still feuding, you'll see where, all right, they kind of lose a little bit of their luster. Not Dom. Not especially Monday. That crowd was pretty quiet, and he picked that mic up, and he couldn't even talk. And I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic.
2: You know, every time he starts the promo with something about mommy, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, they start booing him. And, and, and like, he has kind of a formula because he starts off every promo with something about Rhea, you know? And he always mentions something about his deadbeat dad. And like, so, like, in the way he says both of those things is so like heelish. So mm-hmm. I love it.
0: It's great. I forgot
1: that that was this week. I also, before then we move on... He did go in hard. Yeah. They were going in hard on (laughs) him.
0: That was... Absolutely. Uh, Shout out to Carmella and Corey Graves. We gotta shout that out. They are expecting a baby. So great for them. If you guys know, Carmella was pregnant last year and then had a miscarriage. So if you hadn't seen it, go check it out on Twitter. She released the video of telling... Corey's kids that they're uh expecting and it was just an awesome awesome video so shout them out hopefully everything goes great with their pregnancy it's gonna suck because we're not going to see Carmella in the ring but the crazy thing is last time we saw her in the ring she was pregnant by the yeah. math, so mm-hmm. once again shout out to them and hope everything goes very well with that for sure mm-hmm. all right so if we don't have anything more for wwe until we get to backlash let's talk impact it is actually on as we are recording this Thursday night. Uh, I have YouTube TV, and I looked. And I could have sworn Access TV was a part of that package. It is not. So, looks like I would not be watching Impact on a weekly basis on television. Ishan, hopefully you will, and you can tell us what your thoughts are about the product each and every week. But uh, we were at religion. and I was were at the weekend tapings last weekend here in Chicago. I'll throw it to you first, Rhodesia. Just overall thoughts, of course, from a perspective of, hey, you don't watch Impact. I'm not even sure if you've ever seen a full episode of Impact, like ever. So kind of give the thoughts of someone walking in cold to the product and, you know, tell us what you thought. And then, of course, just as a wrestling fan, what you think?
1: What I'm going to say is going to kind of sound bad, but it's not. It almost felt like... uh mesh or a mix between indies and then the heavy brands, WWAW. Um I know that they have a national televised deal and stuff like that, but it, it still felt very independent. Like, so for some people who like the independence, they probably think that's great, um, but it is different because it is a much smaller venue. Um, I've, we've been there before for warrior, I believe, or right. I think so. Yeah. We've been there before for warrior. That's an independent company. So to me, you're going into an independent, like, um, wrestling place that has more production, but just not as much as, not as grand as what you would see on, um, AEW or WWE. That's my first kind of impressions of what I saw there. As far as the, then the talent itself, this was cool because actually I thought I only knew two people that was there, um, prior to going to impact. And I actually knew mostly all of the wrestlers that's down there. So that's actually really cool, too, for me, because it made me feel like, wow, I actually know these people. So I'm a little bit more invested in them. Uh, But as far as some of the new people that I didn't know of, it's this guy named Moose. And this dude is huge. He reminds me of like Titus O'Neil slash Omos uh, slash Odyssey Jones guy as far as his bigness. Um, And I liked him a lot. And so there's a few different notes I have from the show. I don't know if you want to do that now or a little bit
0: later. No, you can do it now. (laughs) So uh, good. Okay. Wonderful.
1: Wonderful. So I get to cut you off. So listen, I got to see Connor. I got to see Connor. So if anybody knows me, I am absolutely in love with the Ascension. So me not knowing that I guess he goes by con now. Khan was is part of impact I damn near lost my mind to the point where you looked at me halfway through the match you're like you're okay because it's like how giddy I was and I did a clap I think you said that was like it's <laughs> so over the top I wanted to jump the barrier just to give him a hug but I don't think he would have um, liked it too much the last time I told him I loved him he no sold it but to me just seeing Khan and we'll get to Trinity in a second that was everything for me that's the price of a mission
0: You finished or you done talking about Connor.
1: We could keep hey, talking. Real
2: quick before you guys continue the impact story. Uh-huh. Real quick. I, I remember so our my first WrestleMania <laughs> there you go, at WrestleMania <laughs> Access. This is what 2015? Yep. Right. So first access. If you guys have never been to WrestleMania, do yourself a favor. Go to WrestleMania Access at least one time. It's awesome. Awesome experience. You get to see all the wrestlers there. But you you go into these long lines, right? To see. Let's say, I'm not sure who I was in the line to see. I think it might have been Naomi. I have not I'm a huge Trinity fan. I have never met her. Um uh, I'm looking to hopefully do that. Maybe I might be able to get a chance to meet her now. She's an impact. It's a it's smaller promotion. Um, but I never got a chance to meet her. So I, maybe it was her I was standing in line to meet. But I'm gonna stand in line for about an hour. And they have the wrestlers only have a certain time they can actually be there signing. So at the end of the hour, or how long they, ever they're up there, um, Trinity leaves. And so I'm like, dang. So I'm, now I'm like the second person, <laughs> like in the row like to to meet the next person up. I'm like, I hope it's anybody but the ascension.
1: Dude, I hope it's come anybody, on. but that's
2: why I said this quickly, quickly, quickly in my mind says, you know, I hope it's anybody but the ascension. And who bring their ass up there? The Victor Ascension bring they old <laughs> Oh my god, they came up there. Look, and I'm 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 trying to be a nice guy. I wasn't trying to be like I was like, I honestly thought about just leaving out of the line. But I'm like, damn, I'm already up here. Like, right? But I ain't going to be disrespectful either. But I legit <laughs> thought about just walking away from them and to get into the next line. That's how irritated that I was that I waited an hour to sit there and see my least favorite tag team <laughs>
1: That sucks ever. so
2: bad.
0: You don't understand. You don't understand. When you put out you there, there hey, I hope it's anybody but the Ascension.
1: How about this? How about this? I'm already to say that this. you got? Hot take, cold take, in the middle take. I don't care what you want to say. Right now, A, the Ascension, Victor mainly, but Victor and Connor, the Ascension, single handedly made NXT. And I'm dropping the mic.
2: Ooh. Hey, you know what I'm going to do right now? I, I, I want to take. I want to put milestones about our show. Like just take now milestones notes. That's gonna be my first what? note. Is that was the worst take that yeah. I've ever heard Rodisha make. The worst take.
1: And it's not even close. When, you no, take all NXT, your bad No, 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 no. Before NXT even got on TV, who was the one running it over there? Victor was. So let's not act like this and act like Victor was before not the NXT. Before
0: NXT got on TV, you weren't even watching NXT.
1: But I was watching them at WWE so you Access can't say every that single every single year Ascension I went, I watched twenty of their matches. You can say every they were running access.
0: access. You can say they were running access. <laughs> yeah. They 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 would have a match once an hour at Access. You can say they were running <laughs> Access. Absolutely. But running NXT god awful take.
1: Y'all not disrespecting my boys. I'm sorry.
0: And you're not gonna disrespect us with that take either. Oh my god. <laughs> See how we all right. Um continue with your impact takes, please. That was it.
1: And then we could talk about Trinity and how amazing and beautiful and honored it was to be there. One for her first debut back into the wrestling community. And then again to be able to see the next night, Saturday, um, although that hasn't aired yet, her first match. I mean, it I'm just so honored and incredible to see it. And Ring Rust, none at all. I a wonderful match she had. So and I was very surprised by that.
0: she looked like she hadn't stopped wrestling at all in that match with Kylan King. And they killed that. And I was so happy and proud of uh, Kylan to be able to get in that spot. That That's a lot Indeed. of trust. Impact showed in her to give her Trinity as her first match back, and they killed. So I don't know when that match is airing. I don't know if that match is going to be airing next week or in a few weeks. Like It'll they be tape, next week. Okay, so they take four episodes. Go out of your way to see that one. And that one was really, really good. For me, that was my first Impact show I've been to. Um, Friday night was cool. It was cool. That was a night, Trandy returned. So that was by far the highlight of the night. She cut her promo. If we had known and word didn't leak that she was going to be there, Friday night, of course, would have been like 10 out of 10. Because it's like, oh, my God, who would have thought? Trinity was going to be here. Uh, Speedball and Jonathan Gresham had a really good match Mm -hmm. that night. Uh, Deanna and Jordan Grace took on the tag champs, the, the Coven, which is Taylor Wilde and Kylan King. That match was really, really good. But in terms of like matches, honestly, that was kind of it from Friday in terms of something that you would speak on. But Saturday night, Saturday, I would say was great. Saturday was probably what I was expecting both nights to be, where, hey, if you don't watch Impact, this should hook you. And when I left Friday night, I think I even asked Rhodesia, like, hey, now, you you know, you don't really watch Impact. Was this enough to get you to start watching weekly? She said yes. Rhodesia, you said, yeah, Friday night was enough. For me, it wasn't. Saturday night was. Uh, The matches were a significant step up. And overall, the show was much, much better. We had some storylines. We had some promos on Saturday that we kind of really didn't get on Friday. But we, I talked about Trandy and uh, Kylie King already. There was a really good piece of business between Steve Macklin, who is the Impact Champion now, and Rhino. That was really good. Then later on, they also had a good piece of business with Steve Macklin and PCO, which is going to be the main event of their pay-per-view here at the end of the month. Uh, Speedball and Chris Saban had a barn burner of a match on Saturday. Probably, arguably, the best match of the weekend. Yeah, for uh, sure. That for match sure. was fantastic. And then Deanna and Killer Kelly actually main evented uh, night two on Saturday. And I thought they did very well for themselves, you know, sending the crowd home happy. So, overall, I thought it was two thumbs up of a show. They'll be back here in July for the same thing, tonight taping. So, already excited for that. Yeah, but uh, it was really, 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 really cool. Really, really cool. Um, I took, you know, a lot of photos. A lot of them I haven't posted yet. I, you know, I feel funny about posting taped content for promotions because of spoilers. Right? right? So I don't want to be, like, putting out there and giving spoilers. So there's a ton of pictures that I didn't take or that I took that I hadn't posted yet. Of course, I posted a lot of the trendy uh, photos, impact, I already tweeted out that it was official. So I, I posted some of those. It was really cool uh, to kind of get some of that stuff out there. But overall, two thumbs up. Really, really cool. I do oh, wish that quick. I was able to watch real- it weekly. I, I know they have some type of subscriber program that you can buy it on YouTube that I just found out about today. I don't know the pricing of it or anything like that. But uh, I hope with Trandy being there, there's a lot of eyeballs that is now connected to impact. And I hope impact takes advantage of that as well and put on some fantastic shows, which I can't speak to how their shows are weekly, but if you're going to have somebody like Trinity come in, do the best you can every single week to put the best product out there. So we can hook some more fans for impact.
1: And before we leave impact one person to look out for, and I knew nothing about him, but that Joe Hendry guy, He is a character that I definitely can get behind. Super charismatic. So anybody else who I don't know, Ishan, if you watch Impact and you know this Joe guy, but he's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going over there. I'm definitely going
2: to watch tonight, Ashley. I'm going to watch Impact. See what's going on because you know I've been a huge fan of Trinity for man Mm -hmm. for a long time. So. Um, and I listened to her interview on Busted Open. I'm not sure if you guys listened to it, but she seems really happy and excited to, to be where she is. And I'm hoping they give her the opportunity to really showcase her talent, her skill. And I believe they will. Um, and I hope. I, I think this this might be the domino to kind of kind of help Impact get its way. You know, because Impact is a, is formerly TNA, right? And TNA, you know, what? Gosh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, um, was the number two promotion in the country. And it's it's kind of falling um, big time over the years. So maybe this might be the domino to kind of get them back to maybe the, being a, a closer number three to AEW and, and
0: WWE. So good stuff. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were it was telling me that they've been putting on some really good TV, that they're consistently putting on good TV. So that's what you can ask for. Great transition to or segue to AEW. And them announcing today that they have already exceeded 50,000 tickets sold for Wembley Stadium for all in. And I just don't know how you cannot be excited for the wrestling business when you hear things like that. When you see Trinity going to impact, and yes, it's not WWE. Maybe you only like WWE, but to go out of your way to be negative when all the companies are thriving. Think about what we've just seen in the last 7 days or so a company outside of WWE is looking to sell i mean i'll ask you guys now i said before anything over 40,000 was going to be a, a pretty major success they've already sold 50,000 i don't know if they i don't know what i saw the seating chart but i don't know what capacity is but you would have to assume if they've already sold 50k tickets officially going on sale tomorrow That's crazy. It's safe to say they sell another 20,000, right? At least. So they'll have 70,000 at Wembley.
1: If they do, or if they don't sell an additional 20,000 for them to hit 50 K, that is incredible. And I was going to ask y'all about that. Um, with the internet talking, there's so much hate around it. Like, how can you hate on that? Like you have to purely just be an AEW hater or a, a D I C K writer of WWE to be able to do that. Can we keep it unexplicit if I spelled out the word or is it still explicit?
2: Well, listen, my nine-year-old knows how to spell it out. So if he <laughs> were to hear, if, if, he, if he were to be able to, you know, listen to this podcast, you know, he definitely, ooh, Auntie rody she cursed, <laughs> right?
0: So, yeah. It's explicit. Okay. All right. That's funny. Damn
2: hey, it. but real quick though, guys. So, like, I'm glad we're talking about this because, um, you know, Oh, Tony Khan's at it again on Twitter. I just don't know how he, this man has the time to to be so petty on Twitter. But he he definitely has the time. He comes to people. Um, this guy named Mike Coppinger. I think I'm saying his name correctly. Who cares? Uh, he put a, a tweet up said, uh, "Here in Wimbledon, is scaled for only 40k for AEW. Far cry from last April when I was at ringside for Tyson Fury and Daylin White. It was packed to the brim with 94000 Nothing beats the big fight, Phil Wembley.
0: Now, real quick, Ishan, give the backstory on, do you have that tweet up right now? I have it up now. What is my man's uh, role or job title to give this more context? He is a ESPN boxing insider. Okay, so this guy is in the know. This is not just a fan or a regular person on Twitter. It's a guy that works in the business. He works in the industry. All right, go ahead. So I'm not
2: sure which tweet came first. I would imagine this tweet came first, because this sounds like it's more of an emotional uh, reply. He goes, Tony Khan replies, lies! Capped out. L-I-E-S. What a load of crap. Tell your agent Nick Khan to shove it up his ass. There it
0: is. There (laughs) it is. Let me go ahead and hit them shotguns for TK. Let me go ahead. Talk your stuff, Tony Khan. I under, oh, and I get it. Gosh. I understand. You have somebody who's in the business. Like, what was your point of saying that? One, it was a lie. It was wrong. At that point, they had already sold more tickets than what the guy said they're scaled for. So, like, that's already, like, fake news. And what's the point? Like, come on, man. So, I typically, there's some things Tony will say on Twitter. I'm like, man eh, Tony, probably don't have to say that. That one, man... Get your stuff off, brother. Hey, but the Nick Khan shot was wild, right? But he did come
2: back with another tweet. It said, since you carry the credentials of a credible reporter, plus represent the worldwide leader, I'm just curious, who was your source for this? How can a reporter representing ESPN tweet something about a legit news story that's so blatantly wrong and easily ver- verified as falsehood? So, you know... Tony has a hey, look, I'm, I'm not sure how Tony has time to see all of this stuff online, you know, with running football teams, running, uh, you know, you know, what? A hundred hours of, of, of wrestling now with AEW and ROH to, to be able to reply to Twitter and to these guys like I don't I've never heard of this dude. He might be a big thing to for, to somebody, not to me. Um, I will kind of think, you know, I, hey, I'm, I'm up top. I'm not going to step off to reply to something like this. But, hey, he felt he felt he needed to reply to this, and he, he went all at this guy.
1: I think Tony kind of still classifies as a millennial, I believe. I think 82 is when it switched over. So there you go. <laughs> That's how he found time to, to get online and be able to clap back.
0: That is hilarious. Uh, So we have Wembley, and I was kind of just saying, like, in terms of, Us as wrestling fans just need to be happy when all promotions thrive. We do not want a monopoly. No one wants a monopoly. I can promise you that. And there are so many people that are being paid by all these companies. And when they do well, the entire business does well. So I am ecstatic for AEW to do what they're doing out in Wembley. I am ecstatic for Impact to be able to get someone like Trinity because all that's going to do is bring more eyeballs frankly, bring more wrestlers to these promotions because now you have more than just one game in town. So very, very happy about that. I also am happy that they announced this week that Dark and Dark Elevation is no more. And the reason why I say I'm happy, I'm not happy if we have some indie wrestlers that's not going to be able to get exposure anymore on YouTube and through the AEW channels. What I am excited about is it is time to rip the band-aids off Make Ring of Honor your developmental program, territory, the kind of the way Dark and Dark Elevation was, and get all of your top name, top stars on AEW proper shows. Dynamite, Collision, that's coming on Saturday. Pack those shows as much as possible. Leave ROH to developmental and the people who are on the bubble. And I think that can help tremendously if they do that. I am knocking on wood, if I had some, that that's going to be the case. But they did announce today that no more dark, no more elevation. So I know that's also going to help the fan experience too. Uh, somebody a couple weeks ago said that they were at Dynamite for like five and a half hours. They said they had they sat through uh, dark or dark Ooh. elevation, Dynamite, and then they taped Ring of Honor after. That's a long time. Once again, first world problems, more wrestling, and we're like, oh, that's too much. But five and a half hours is a long time to sit and still be interactive and engaged on anything, let alone something like pro wrestling. But uh, I was happy to, to to see that. What's your guys' thoughts about Dark and Dark Elevation going away? Indifferent? Do you care either way?
1: I didn't care anyway just because I actually didn't watch it. And again, you brought a really good point to how many indie wrestlers um, are getting kind of their, their face out there. So I do feel bad about that. But I, you're right. I feel like I couldn't say it any better than you did. Pull that Band-Aid off. Let's get people where they need to go. Did you hear that there's supposed to be some type of um, breaking of the brands or draft? Or is that just rumors on the internet for AEW with the collision side of things?
0: Oh, no, that's happening. Yeah, we just don't know how they're going to get to that point yet. If they're going to be like a legit draft or like how they're going to get to that point. But yeah, all signs are saying you're going to have a Wednesday crew and you're going to have a Saturday crew.
1: Got it. And I'm assuming that Rampage is also but,
0: um, also, I think in, in the... Yes. Okay. I keep forgetting about Rampage. Yikes.
2: Uh, but I, I think they also said that they were taking Dark off of YouTube, but it was going to be exclusive to the Warner Discovery Network in some kind of way. So I don't know we're going to see Dark and Elevation completely X'd. I think it's just moving to a different platform, right?
0: No, they said it was over. They said there's going to be no more.
2: Ah, okay. I misread yep. that then. Well, it, it, uh, definitely, um, I hope they do something with ROH because like, the current formula just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't make any sense. And and, and you think about it from, if Tony can't get television for ROH, it, I guess it doesn't make sense to have talent exclusive to that brand, Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how much money he's making off the honor club, because I'm telling you right now, I forgot to do it last month. Um, but I'm canceling my subscription, man. I'm not paying ten dollars for <laughs> what I'm seeing on this show. It's just not gonna happen. Um and you know, and but I do I do like the idea uh, and we talked about it a long time ago. I I would like ROH to be their version of NXT. Get their guys like uh like Lee Johnson, you know, like Brock Anderson, those guys mm-hmm. have them feature heavily. On uh, ROH, give them the mic time, give them the match time, let them be able to carry um, actual feuds, you know, because in that way, get them ready for the next step to be on collision and, ramp- and uh, not rampage, right? Because we don't care about rampage. Dynamite. Nice. It's, 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 that's what, that's, I hope, hopefully, that's what they do. And in addition to that, I hope we get a new creative team down there. Tony, give somebody else a chance to shine. Enlighten lighten your load so you can focus all your creative juices on the two big properties, Collision and
0: Dynamite. Kind, sir, please. I like that. I like that a lot. So that was that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I thought we had to talk about for AEW. For me, that was all I kind of had. I wanted to talk about the Wembley because that's such a major deal and uh, a Dynamite or Dark and Dark Elevation being no more. What else you guys got around AEW?
1: There's a couple good things that happened out of Dynamite that I really enjoyed. The announcement of the house rules. How freaking cool and sweet is that? Um, I got all the goosies watching that whole little promo segment that they had and and got me excited to watch that. Um, I guess I missed Mm AEW Dynamite last week and I thought it was funny when Sammy and MJF kissed each other on the forehead Thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I never saw that before on TV. Um, but, you know, I thought, I thought I actually thought that dynamite was pretty entertaining for me um, this week. So, and then of course them going over to um, the Briscoes and seeing baby Briscoe and Papa Briscoe. That was just really a really cool, awesome moment great. for me.
0: That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then MJF, you know what? One of the things that we have to give him credit for, his comedic timing is pretty fantastic, and anyone he works with, he elevates or he he hangs right with. You think about the dance uh number he did with Jericho was fantastic. Anything they give him where he is um I don't want to say funny because he's a funny like a lot of weeks, but anything they give him that is not uh, going against someone else and he's involved with them. It comes out to be pretty good, and him and Sammy, two weeks now in a row, that they've done some really fun things on on TV. So shout out to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Man, I gotta be honest with you guys. When I was uh, watching the show again, like Rhodesia, I actually enjoyed the show. I, um, I enjoy the shows most most days. Like for me, I like wrestling, m- most wrestling. So I'm gonna enjoy it in some type of kind of way anyway. Um, but I, I just watched the claim. I don't remember how hot they were a couple months ago. And I I, I just
0: didn't feel like they were at that hot on Wednesday. I was close to tweeting out during the show. Man, they have fallen off a cliff in terms of just popularity. They're still popular. They won. They got a nice pop. But they were white hot. White hot. Months ago. And now. And And creative decisions. Creative, deci-
2: team. creative decisions really slowed the momentum of that team. Like uh, we go back to, it. I said, like it was a bad idea to take those titles off of Acclaimed and put them on uh, the Ass Boys. Now we get it because you know that was all a FTR. thing to, to give the FCR. Yep. But at, at the end of the day, that's when you you put a pause on a future story you had in mind because Acclaim was hot, and also looking at uh, you know Wardlow. Just remembering like a year ago how hot he was. Oh, like, you know. And you know, I don't like the booty shorts with the I you know, you never like the 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 singlet. I like the singlet with the with the with the shorts. Better yeah, than like the, the singlet, singlet the just draws. kind
0: of felt like to me, like that's a great bring up. The singlet felt like you are too big to be wearing this. Like, I want you as the powerhouse. And when I saw the singlet, I think more of like Cruiserweight, light heavyweight type. No, it's like, man, no, you are huge. You are a monster. I want you dressed like a monster. I forgot I had that, that tape. You, you know
2: way. what, though? Like, I, and that was surprised me because, you know, Kurt Angle, the Steiner boy, especially Scott Steiner, okay, he was huge back in the day, right? They used, to, and that was the thing. They used to, No, pull those straps down, right? They pull those straps Mm -hmm. down, and then it was time to get busy. So it made sense. To me, I like the the, the shorts better than the booty shorts. I I don't like the overall look. And then lastly, MJF. I don't know how I feel about his current title reign. Um, I expect it to be a little bit bigger than it has been, and it hasn't really been hitting me. Um, not to say that there's anything in particular. I think that's just bad. I just think there's certain things that sh- that could have been better, and especially in regards to those specific
0: acts who were so hot months ago. Okay, so let's stay there for a second. Then, what could be better? Because I because I think I agree with you, but he doesn't wrestle weekly. We know that going in. That's part of that's part of the deal. We get it. Keep it special, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He had a lukewarm program with Brian until the last couple of weeks and that kind of took off and then they had a match of the year candidate, Iron Man match. This pay-per-view cycle is all about the four pillars. Hit some weeks. Some weeks is not good at all, but we know that match is going to be ridiculous at double or nothing. We all can say that. They're going to do some special stuff in that four way. So so far, those have been his only two programs What more or what different could they have done with him, keeping him as a heel? We we we've talked about they should have flipped him face all the time on this show. What more would you want? You know, when I think about a champion, you know, like it's hard to compare,
2: you know, MJF's title reign to Roman Reigns' time of reign, right? Because right now Roman Reigns is just on a white hot roll; he has been for a long time. Um, But I think just the fusion things they've had him done. Do just hasn't given him, I guess, the momentum I'm looking for. Like the whole Brian feud, like actually going back to um Brian, I like what he's doing with the um with the the black fire Blue Club.
0: fire. Like, I, I
2: love him as a heel. I think those guys are legit, like they seem like badasses, right? The mean guys. I love what they're doing right now. But Brian during that feud wasn't getting me. Like I said, like I wasn't a fan of the the, the stages of Jericho matches that you they would have these 20. Thirty-minute matches, and you know, at the end, Brian's winning. And then it was kind of the same thing every week. MJF would come and he'll blindside him. Like that. It that was that wasn't great for me. Um, and I think even the Pillars thing right now, like I said, like it, it's a lot of these uh, interviews and things they have them do. Sometimes, it, like half the promo hits, a lot of it doesn't, right? And I think actually, like when I was listening to Jungle Boy and Darby talk. Like I, I see, they're trying to hit the reset with them a little bit, try to make them a little bit more likable. But I think they they seem so unlikable for so long during this feud that it's kind of hard for me to kind of buy into them at this point. And then also we took a break with MJF, you know, doing the the singing and the dancing. You know, he mm-hmm. sounded like a great face to me, right? Not like a this is a really bad heel. I I just don't know. Like the, his his entire title reign just hasn't really been hitting on full speed for me.
1: It's funny it. that no, you mentioned it. that about, about their interaction and like Darby and Jack Perry. I even thought yesterday or on Wednesday on Dynamite, just how Darby first started their back um scene versus the follow up of, oh, yeah, we're going to be on a team together. Like, I just thought that it was really conflicting to me as far as our Dar- Darby. Are you a good guy? You're a bad guy. Um, I know I talked to Matt about that for a quick bit and he just mentioned, it, you know, hey, well, You got to show that they are their team. They they're gonna win this because if they win, now it's a four way. But to me, it just was a disconnect. This whole four pillars, I think, could have been done so much more better, um, as far as the execution piece. Because I love the idea. The concept is fantastic, Um, but I just don't completely like really know who I'm rooting for, and I don't know if that's a good thing, but I think that's a bad thing.
0: Well, also remember too, this is a three month build for the most part. This is not. Every 30 days. So they are taking a story that probably could have been told in a much more succinct way in 30 to 45 days. And they're spreading out within 90 days. You're going to get some of that. It's hard to keep that momentum up every single week. So now we're in. Okay. Now we know this is the four way match. They should be off to the races for the next four weeks of TV. Right. So now come if we do this show here in three weeks or four weeks and you're like, man, I don't know who I will still want to win this Sunday, and not because you want everybody to win or you're a fan of everybody because the story is dictating, like, I don't know who I should be rooting for, then we got a problem. That's when you know, okay, something was a disconnect in in that story. You but know, as of the, right the now, pillars, who do you want to win? Uh, Knowing, I mean, are we are we acting like MJF has a, a shot of losing or? Yes, entertain <laughs> okay. me, yeah. Um, right now, this second, and I can't say MJF, or can I say MJF? You can't say MJF. Oh MJF, all right. You yeah. saying what you
2: think? MJ, MJF all uh, all day, but you know, like the the pillars, they're back and forth, and and not necessarily MJF, but the pillars back and forth, especially Jungle Boy and Darby. They remind me of like um of like schoolgirls, like you know throwing insults at each other. Like neither one of no, no one comes out of this flattering. They both sound like they're whining, and they, they're too sassy, and and you know, and they're making themselves look bad worse than making themselves look better. And that was a terrible thing with Darby, because at first, you know, because Jack started going to the Darby, the, the guy that we love, right, the, a big fan favorite, is like, oh, you know, you're a piece of crap backstage, right? Like, not oh. Darby's really a piece of crap backstage, right? And now, and here is Darby talking about Jungle Boy, like, oh, everything's handed to you, right? Now you're, okay, oh, man, maybe we were wrong about Jungle Boy. Maybe he wasn't that good old boy that we thought he was. He's this guy. So they just did a lot of harm um, to those characters, and they did it for weeks on end. Um, so it's kind of hard at this point to kind of um, root for him. And I think in the past couple weeks, what they're trying to do, they try to, to dial that back, trying to bring them back to being wholesome face characters, um, but you know, this is that, that, characterization thing I talked to you guys about in, in storyline piece. So for me, uh, I, I'm looking forward to them kind of moving away from this. Um, maybe hitting the reset button on those guys, putting Darby in a ring with another ma- nasty heel. So you he can now group again, naturally for him. Same thing with jungle boy. Um, I actually kind of like the Sammy and MJF kind of pairing. to be honest with you. I like mm-hmm. that the most out of the whole thing. It's been
0: good. It's mm-hmm. been really entertaining, really, really entertaining. So uh, what else? Anything else for AEW before we get to the backlash prediction portion of the pod?
1: Yeah. So on Rampage, the show you keep forgetting about, Matt, is going to be the firm deletion match at the Hardy Compound. So that's going to be, that I right. think, pretty entertaining. I am going
0: to tune so- in for that. I am going <laughs> to tune in for that. <laughs> I see Eshan is not going to tune in for it, <laughs> but I will be tuned in for that. And, you know, you got to give. Them credit, they've been telling them, when I say them, I'm talking Matt Hardy and Ego Ethan Page. They have been telling this story on every platform they are on for months on end. And I know it's been some of the better stuff that's been on Dark and such. They've been really working this storyline. So it is cool to see them kind of get a big payoff at, you know, in Rampage. Probably something very similar to what we've seen with the broken stuff at Impact and even in AEW and WWE. On the Hardy Compound. So yeah, I forgot about that. I will be watching for that. I have not watched Rampage. Man, Uh, I know I haven't watched it. It's been before Mania, and Mania has been a month. So it's been at least four uh, episodes.
1: This Friday.
0: So it's been a while. So yeah, I'll I'll check this one out for sure. And (laughs) I I do have
1: something for a Wikipedia moment. So, when y'all hey, was real talking. quick though,
2: real quick though, like um, I'm hoping that Ethan Page actually wins this, this match, and this allows the Hardy to say, hey, you know what? We need to refocus our careers, our bodies, and we need to come back stronger. And if we can, and if we lose our next match, we're retiring. So now on their next run, like you know, every match counts. Like it's like the next match they can lose, and they get they're out of there. They're they're done. Because these guys, man, I'm telling you, I don't want to see them going back into the bag of something they did 15 years ago. When okay. when Matt when Matt started doing that delete stuff, I started, I'm like, man, dude, I don't seen all this, man. I don't wanna see yeah. this again. But I'm sorry, go ahead, Rhodesia.
1: <laughs> I see you don't you don't like the old legacy acts anymore, huh? I ain't hating because I feel the same way too. But um y'all were talking about Warlow and y'all mentioned a singlet. And I'm like, I've never quite heard what that word is before I use context clues and about what he's worn. So I I looked up on Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, and a wrestling singlet or a simple singlet is a one-piece tight-fitting uniform usually made of spandex or nylon used in wrestling. I've always called it just a leotard, but I thought that it was important because I found out something new today, a new word that I shared on the TFW podcast. Thanks a lot.
0: And that was the Rhodesia Dictionary Moment of the Week. Backlash preview. Uh, We do have backlash, of course, this weekend. This show, I think it's going to be a good show, of course, but kind of looking at the lineup, I think overall this is a feel-good Puerto Rico show. And there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Nothing wrong with it. But I think this can be one of those shows that, hey, if you had to miss a pay-per-view, you're probably not going to miss much but good in-ring work. If that makes sense. Yep. 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 Let's start uh, from the bottom to the top. Let's go to the match that they have spent approximately 45 seconds on television (laughs) promoting. And that is Omos versus Seth Rollins. Who you guys got?
1: Seth.
2: You know what? Here's the thing about with Omos. He loses all his damn matches. Like when's the last time he won a big match? I don't think he's won any of his big matches. Like, why do I give a damn about this? How am I going to care about this big, giant character who has the potential to, you know, to be the next, you know, you know, great Khali, right? Like, I, like he loses all his big matches. So maybe I'm a, I'm gonna say maybe he wins this one. Win. There
0: you I, go. I don't know. Switch it up, man. No, so, man. so you're going Omos. I'm going Seth, just because. I mean, and you're right about him losing all his big matches, but but there's no build in this. Maybe there was some build in this. We could even talk about it, but they didn't spend time building it. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going with Seth on his way to the finals of the new world championship belt. Uh, next match, triple threat for the U.S. championship. Austin Theory, who is the champion, versus Lashley, versus Bronston Reed. I think
1: Theory's keeping it. He's not dropping it. I, I really like him holding it. I think he's doing a lot with it. He's keeping it relevant. I'm going with Austin. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Austin, and I'm gonna think that Bronson probably takes the pin.
0: Mm, all right. Um, I am going to go Austin Theory. Gunther is the IC champ. He's on Raw. Theory's on SmackDown, right now. Yep. Bobby and but so uh, is Bobby. But so is Bobby is on I don't know that. Bronson's not mm. you know what just for the hell of it give me Lashley I don't think it's gonna happen oh. but give me Lashley yep. cause they need it yeah give me Lashley uh, next up which is probably the match I'm most excited for with the in ring action Bianca Belair versus EO Sky for the Raw Women's Championship <laughs>
1: I'm only because, and this is not fair. I probably should have said this at the very beginning because this is a fun show to me. I don't think really think anything significant storyline is going to change. So I don't think really any champions is going to lose. So I'm going to still roll with Bianca Belair. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be an amazing show. for EO, it's going to be like her first big stage as a WWE main roster talent. And I think people will fall in love with her the way we, I fell in love with
2: her. Uh of course I'm going on Bianca for the win. Um I hope that uh um EO gets that uh gets that message you guys think she's gonna get. That'd be great.
0: You don't think she is? Yeah. Mm. No, I, I think if we wanna be if we wanna be honest about this situation, I think they've done a better job of promoting and building up EO versus Bianca than they did Oscar versus Bianca the entire Wrestlemania run. I love I the promos between them two. I love the story of we just want to see who's the best person between this. EO you are much better than what you're showing. Bailey is stringing you along. She's using yeah. you. I love that story. Uh, but 90, 100% chance Bianca wins this match. But I do think it's going to be one of the better matches on the card. And to Rodriguez's point, I think that if you don't know what EO is capable of, you should know after this match when it's all said and done. Our uh, bloodline, which is Usos and Solo Sikola versus Riddle, KO, and Sami Zayn. What One more got?
1: thing for the tribal chief to go ballistic on. I am gonna say Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn is going to win this match, and it's gonna be one more thing for Roman to be mad. Now the solo part is gonna is getting me kind of like Ugh, maybe not, but no, they're at the Bloodlines, absolutely losing. This is that one more thing that pissed Roman off.
2: I mean, I, to be honest with you, for some reason I'm, i am I've haven't been into this match. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's Riddle. It um, I don't want him in his nasty-ass draws nowhere on my TV. Um, I don't want to see him w- be on the winning side either. Uh, I think I want to go with the Bloodline. line. I, I think that the Bloodline should lose this, right? Because, again, it would be something for them to talk about and Roman to kind of you know beat these guys over the head about. Um, probably the Usos, one of those guys might uh, lose. But I, I'm hoping not because Riddle in them draws, man, it can get on my nerves.
1: We got to give Matt a singlet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> give Riddle a singlet. <laughs> um, I am going. I think this one's not close. I'm going Riddle, KO, and Sammy. Bloodlines on SmackDown. Riddle, KO, and Sammy's on Raw. This has to be the blow off, blow off. And the E. The reason why you're probably not into it. We saw the Usos get a tag title shot this past Friday in a fantastic match.
1: Mm-hmm. We've
0: seen Riddle and Solo in singles matches. So now it's kind of like, why are we doing this again? When theoretically. Solo's already beat Riddle, KO, and Sammy's retained against the Usos, but we know there's gonna be some fun spots in the match, and we'll walk away saying, "All right, that match was good." But yeah, give me give me the faces in that match, and they all go their separate ways after this, uh, which is awesome for Zelina. This has to be like her WrestleMania moment for sure in her in her home country. Zelina Vega versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship
1: again. Rhea Ripley is going to win, but a really awesome moment for Zelina.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Rhea is definitely going to win this. Um, you know, hope that Zelina has a uh, another good showing. She looks phenomenal lately, huh?
0: Yes, very much so. Yep, give me Rhea. I'm excited to see what's next for Rhea after this. Because I don't know. I can't really call who... Should be next for her. So that that that's going to be good to see. But yep, give me Rhea. But uh, a close fall somewhere that is going to have that crowd jumping out of their seats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll call that. Uh, then I don't know which one they're going to put in the main event spot. I know if it was up to me. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest absolutely should main absolutely. event their home country. So let's look at Cody versus Brock. Probably... Best match they've promoted, right? Wouldn't you guys say? Probably Since, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and I think probably the one that really could go 50-50. Probably shouldn't go 50-50, but it could go 50-50. Radizia, who are you taking in this one?
1: I'm confused today, but I know when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, I was going with Brock going over. Because, again, I think it's still building that um, Cody, that true underdog. And then when he finally gets the victory, it's going to be – Everything to all the Cody's fans, and even to to the non Cody fans. But I think Brock's gonna go over. I think he's gonna destroy him. Actually, I'm gonna say that.
0: Okay.
2: Man, yeah, I'm, I must the COVID must be hitting my mind. I can swear we are talking about Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Uh, we talk, are we talking about Cody and, and Brock right yes. now? Yes. Oh my lord! I, I must have that that, that COVID put you put it, it put it on you real <laughs> quick. It did. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, so we are talking about Cody? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I want to say Cody, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think I don't think their feud is going to be over at the end of Blacklash, right? Okay. Uh, I think they're going to continue in some type of way, and they're going to continue. And I wonder who should win. Because I feel like, man, Cody can't take no more losses, right? But at the end of the day, you know, he he could, you know, pin Brock. um, And then Brock can get his heat back, by like, whooping his ass again. So, actually, I had, a, I had a story I thought about maybe a week ago. I'm like, you know, how can Cody get out of not winning the championship, right? I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they're doing a tournament or whatever they're going to do. What if Brock, you know, came back for revenge and interfered and cost him the championship? That would be a good way to get him out of the tournament. We okay. couldn't, you know, proceed to the next match. So I'm going
0: to go with Cody uh, winning. Okay. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Cody. I'm taking Cody. I think Brock's going to destroy him throughout the match. Of course, he's going to earn it. Right. And i man, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Monday on raw, when he jumps Brock from behind, and they got the pull apart and Cody screaming at Brock, make me earn it. Brock loved it. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Cody wins against Brock. Brock's a free agent, so we don't have to see him on either show anytime soon. So he can go away. And then I, I, but I'm picking Cody because he's not winning the world title. Ooh. So I don't think you have him. I don't think you have him lose back to back months. You don't have him lose in May and then have him lose in this whatever it is. He already came out and said that he's going to throw his name in the hat, quote unquote. But his eye is still on the prize that Roman has around his, I think he said shoulder or waist. I forgot which one he said. So that tells us that that is still his in game. Also kind of tells us he's probably not going to be the first ever new world champion. So give me Cody because he's probably going to lose the tournament for the belt. And if it would be cool is, would it be great? And they can get away with doing it in Saudi because they're going to be popping for everything is have the finals be Seth and Cody. I think that'll be awesome. Seth has not beat Cody yet. Cody's beat him three times in a row. That I think would be really, really cool. We'll
2: see if Jeez. they do that.
0: Hey, the more see that belt.
2: the more I see that belt, the more I like it too. It's a beautiful looking belt.
0: It is, man. Like I said, with the lights, it in that one picture, it looked a little funky, but when yeah, the light hits it, it looked it cheap. As Birdman, AKA Beatrice said, when the light hit the ice, It's twinkle twinkle
1: and glisten.
0: (laughs) Main event, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest in a San Juan street fight.
1: There is no way Bad Bunny is losing this match. That is all I'm going to say. There is no way. There's no way they're not main eventing this show, and there's no way that he's going to be losing that match. Bad Bunny.
2: Yeah, I want to go Bad Bunny as well. I wonder how he because we only saw him wrestle once before, right? I think twice, right? Twice. Well, no, that was that was, that was only in Rumble. He was like a more Rumble spot, right? That yep. And time then we saw him at
0: Mania. Yep.
2: So this will be his second match. Man, I'm wondering how he's how well he's going to do. You know, because Logan Paul set the bar really, really high um, for a celebrity coming into the sport. I'm I'm wondering how well he does in this match. You know, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see.
0: They are putting so much stock and faith into him, which they should. Uh, I think FIFO reported, which I was accurate on. Man, we talked about this weeks ago. And I said, I thought the main event in Puerto Rico was going to be Priest and Dom against Ray and Bad Bunny. That was the original plan with, of course, Bad Bunny pinning Dom. But they switched it and they feel like they have all the faith that him and Priest can have a a great singles match. So I'm, I'm, once again, same thing with priest. Think about that. Right. Which didn't get a spot on mania in terms of a match, but this is, you can't ask for much more. I don't know if I was in his spot and they said, Hey, either we can put you in a match at mania or either you can main or co-main a pay-per-view in your home country. Against Bad Bunny, which one are you going for?
1: I wouldn't blink an eyelash.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be like, man, give me that backlash. Let me get that mm-hmm. backlash. Yep. For sure. So overall, yeah, I got bad bunny. But um I think it'd be a good show. I think it could it could be missable from a big news show though. But I think overall we're gonna walk away and say, Hey, that was still a good show.
2: Yep. All
0: right, guys, before we get to the TFW moment of the week, anything else? You guys feel like it's important to bring up or not important, but you still want to bring it up. I'm good. All right. So TFW moment of the week. I really glossed over it during the impact part because it is my TFW moment of the week, but it is Trinity uh, on every occasion, but I'll keep it succinct from her um, debuting an impact to her damn near taking my hand off when she came out. I listened to her on the Busted Open show. She talked about she had a lot of, you know, nerves all day and anxiety. But as soon as that music hit, she felt good. And uh, we were right by the ramp. So she comes out, of course, and she, you know, slaps my hand. And my hand was like on fire for like 15 minutes. But that was great. because I was like, she is, that energy that she has right now is is fantastic. So between that and then, Also, shout out to her. She followed the podcast on Twitter, which was super, super (laughs) cool after Impact. so But overall, just what a a week for her. And for her to be able to get out her story on why she left WWE in the first place, for her now to feel back at home in wrestling, just super, super duper shout outs. Shotguns, air horns, all that for Trinity coming back this week to wrestling.
1: I could not go this week without not giving it to Trinity Trinity returned to wrestling. That is my moment of the week. I, there were some cool things I could have said, but no, there, this just will always supersede it. Everything you said about it again, I'm just so honored and privileged to have been able to be there when she first debuted back in the ring and actually had a match, which has not aired yet, but just wonderful. I'm so happy. Um, she she was excited. I felt her energy. I felt your hand hurting sitting next to you. Uh, overall, bravo to Trinity. And for me, that's my TFW moment of the week. One quick thing, too, I want to mention. Last week, I my TFW moment of the week, I referred to Abaddon as a she multiple times. I do want to quickly apologize for that. Abaddon identifies as a they, them. So just want to put that in there. I want to respect Ooh. her. Well, Where would you find that
0: information out from?
1: On her Twitter. Oh, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. On their Twitter.
0: No, it was for me calling you out about you saying she. And I said, she doesn't even go by she. She goes by they. They go by they. And would you say, oh, I got to switch it then on the next week's podcast. Stop trying to take credit. And then don't act like I was sitting there holding my hand. Right? Let's not do that. Don't act like I was holding my hand because Trinity (laughs) hit my hand. I just said, man, she felt that. And I can still feel it tingling. Like 15 no, minutes you later, were, don't, don't like,
1: ask me to go get you some ice to put on your hand. So don't do that. Damn. You are lying. That? You are oh a
0: cheat. My God. You know what? Do me a favor, Ishan. I need you right now to look to your left. Just look to your left for me, Ishan, and cough. <laughs> give just her so all that know, COVID.
1: Just so you know, give her you're, all that COVID. You're, you're to his left. You're to his left on yeah, my she's screen. On,
0: she's on my right. She's on my right. <laughs> we can flip it. We can switch it. Don't worry we We can be cough all over the place. There huh? you go. Just cough everywhere. Cough all over the place, huh? <laughs>
2: well, Matt told me in a, in a text earlier today that all my moment of the weeks are trash. So I got another <laughs> trash one for him. Let's see what this one is. I didn't say my, it was trash, but go ahead, man. Yeah. So uh, here's another trash moment of the week for me. My moment of week is, is really that Dominic Mysterio promo from Raw. I mean, I really enjoyed it. You know, I was listening to him like bashing them in, in, in the booze, you know, and like we talked about it before. Who was a better heel right now? True, real heel that actually goes out to get real heat and hate from the crowd. Not go out there to be cute. Not go out there to make a smile and laugh and sing and dance along with them. But a real heel on full display
0: on Monday Night Raw. It was amazing to see. And the cool thing also with with him is he's not even trying. And When I say he's not trying, (laughs) all he did was grab the mic. And and he got that heat. You know, he didn't have to, you know, go with the low-hanging fruit of the stupid town and any of that. He grabbed the mic and, boy, they did not let him talk. To the point where that segment ran over. And they had to follow oh, sure segments. Yeah, I'm sure they like, did. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, I'm proud of you. That was a really good TFW moment of the week. You, I know you really put some thought into that one, didn't you? Hey, Matt Stamp. <laughs> Matt Stamp. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, that is the show for this week. As always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for supporting. That's Freaking Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back same time, same place next week.